welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello friends, I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com and I am so glad you're here with me today as we are going to dive in together really how and what it looks like to give thanks in all things. So giving thanks in all things is God's will for us. We know this from God's word and my heart doesn't always tend to go towards giving thanks during the difficult circumstances of my life and if I'm Truly honest here with you all, my heart doesn't automatically go to giving thanks even in the good times of my life. I think about motherhood and how it reminds me that we are not born with a bent towards thankfulness. Not only am I dealing with my own grumbling and complaining spirit, now I have children who are pretty good at it too. (laughs) Our children don't come out of the womb with thanksgiving on their lips. I have lived this out with my kids, but now I get to do it again when I'm with my grandkids. How often did or do I have to remind them when they were littles and bigs to say thank you? It is learned and taught and and a caught response. So as much as I'm training my children and really now grandchildren to be thankful, I can find myself at times living my daily life as it states in Romans 121, neither were they thankful. So ingratitude is a sin, and it's a sin that fails to acknowledge God as the giver of all things. Gratitude is an attitude that honors God. It acknowledges that He is the giver of all things. Let me read to you 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, which is really the underlying verses under this podcast and reason for it. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 states, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we're given three exhortations in those verses. Rejoice, pray, and be thankful. Why? Because this is God's will. Joyful, prayerful, and thankful Christians make the gospel attractive to a watching world. When things are going well, it's pretty easy to be thankful. I mean, unbelievers are thankful when conditions are favorable. But what about when life's situations aren't conducive to thankfulness? What about when illness strikes, or loneliness, or depression, or broken relationships, or financial difficulties, or the death of a loved one? How do we give thanks then? Do we just pull up our boots, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and say, well, God's word says I'm to be thankful, so I'm just going to give it my best shot. Well, if we look back together, ladies, at 1 Thessalonians 5.18, there's two things that we need to focus on from that verse. The first one is where it says in Christ and the second is where it says God's will so it is God's will for us to be thankful and in Christ we are equipped as believers to do this let's just take a quick look at in Christ together there's a verse I'm going to go to here it's one that we all know and we've all memorized as new believers second Corinthians 5 17 I'm reading this one from the ESV Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 
When God opened our eyes and heart to the gospel and we repented of our sins and we put our faith and trust in Christ alone for salvation, what is known as the great exchange took place. At the moment of salvation, our sin was imputed to Christ and he was made to be sin for us. Christ's righteousness was imputed to us. And when God looks at us, he now sees the righteousness of Christ. When this transfer happened, we were made new creations in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. We have been spiritually born again, and we are now reconciled to God because of the work of Jesus on our behalf. So at that moment of salvation, we were given new hearts and minds that now desire to obey and please God. And with God's spirit at work in us, ladies, it enables us now. We are equipped and enabled to give thanks in all things because it is God's will for us. So let's take a little look a little deeper at God's will here. So why should we be thankful? Because it's stated in 1 Thessalonians there, those verses 5, 16, 18, for this is God's will for you. Um, a commentator I read sometimes, David Guzik, and I find him, I think it's on Scripture Light, the study site, but I find him a lot in Precept Austin or um, Blue Letter Bible too is another one. But he stated about these verses in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he said, after each one of these exhortations, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, we are told to do them because it is the will of God. The thought isn't, this is God's will, so you must do it. The thought is rather, this is God's will, so you can do it. It isn't easy to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in every give thank, and everything give thanks, but we can do it because it is God's will. End quote there. The reminder in Romans 121 is man by nature is ungrateful. Being transformed by his saving grace is the only way we will indeed have thankful hearts inwardly and not just outwardly. You know, God's will is a mysterious secret that we need. God's will is, let me start that over, ladies. God's will, it is not this mysterious secret that we need to decode. It's laid out for us in his word. To know his will, we need to know him. And to know him, we need to spend time with him in the word and prayer. I think about this very simply. The more we know about someone, the more we know about their desires and their likes and their dislikes. And to marriage, I'm thinking here is an excellent example of this. I love my husband. I love my Dougie and I want to please him. And our life together is a continual learning of how to please and how to serve one another. Why? Because we love each other. So one other area I want to take us into here is regarding God's providence, because this is a really understanding the doctrine of the providence of God at work in our lives is going to be key to giving thanks in all things. So we talked about what it looks like to be in Christ, what, why, what is God's will, and now we're going to look at the underlying of giving thanks in all things, and we're going to look at God's providence together, just really briefly here. And it's one that if you have time to dig into a little deeper, take a look, ladies. Check out um, some sites online for God's providence. Um, I'm just trying to think a really good book is, um, I believe it's John Frame, his systematic theology book is a great one to dig into and read a little deeper on there. 
So what is the providence of God? And I'm just going to give you the answer here from question 27 of the Heidelberg Catechism. It says, the almighty and everywhere present power of God, whereby, as it were, by his hand, he still upholds heaven and earth with all creatures and so governs them that herbs and grass, rain and drought, fruitful and barren years, meat and drink, health and sickness, riches and poverty, yea, all things come not by chance, but by his fatherly hand. So why should we study the doctrine of God's providence? And the answer comes here from the next one in the catechism, question 28, that we may be patient in adversity, thankful in prosperity, and for what is future, have good confidence in our faithful God and Father that no creature shall separate us from his love since all creatures are so in his hand that without his will, they cannot so much as move. J.I. Packer tells us the providence of God is the unceasing activity of the creator, whereby in overflowing bounty and goodwill, he upholds his creatures in ordered existence, guides and governs all events, circumstances, and free acts of angels and men, and directs everything to its appointed goal for his own glory. As I'm thinking there of God's providence, the verse that or verses that come to my mind are Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 and 30. It says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Think about that, ladies. A sparrow is the tiniest of creatures, and yet God is aware of everything that happens to them. The hairs in our head are numbered by him. His providence guides and governs even the seemingly insignificant and mundane moments of our lives. Giving thanks to God is a reminder that he is in control of all things. God is continually working in my life, all the various circumstances to conform me into the image of his son. He's a good God, and I am thankful to serve such a father who takes care of even the minutest details of my life. He sees all and has purpose in all. So as I sat with 1 Thessalonians, specifically 5.18 the other morning, I made notes while praying through it, and I want to share these today. And I'm going to read this verse one more time for you. And then I really just kind of jotted these thoughts down in bullet points with the last one being a little longer. But the verse says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So again, I'm going to read them off to you and I'm just going to go through them one at a time fairly quickly here. So it says, not some, but all. As Christians, our lives are to be marked by thanksgiving. This is an imperative, it's a command, and the commands of God help us to glorify him, enjoy him, and live the free and abundant life we have in Christ. This is a big one for me. The opposite of giving thanks is murmuring or complaining. When I complain against my circumstances, I am complaining against the one true God who has designed every circumstance of my life. I desire my attitude to be one of gratitude, I owe everything to God. How can I not be thankful? I must practice thanksgiving in every circumstance. And to me there, that Romans 8.28 is always a reminder for me. This is a big one. Ingratitude is a sin. That's our Romans 121. 
there is always something something to be thankful for, even on the seemingly darkest days. There is still an abundance of blessings. I need to pray for eyes of faith and an eternal perspective. And kind of on that note of an eternal perspective, my last thought is a bit longer because we hear that it often says we don't need to give thanks for the hard circumstances, but just in them. So we, we kind of hear that, that I don't have to give thanks for all them, just in them. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances. Ephesians 5.20 says, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. So this is hard. And as I pondered through this one, I was reminded how often in those hard trials, the ones that I would have never asked for, those are the ones where the Lord drew me the closest and my faith strengthened. I'm not saying, ladies, that we need to pray for trials, but I do know the Lord works in mysterious ways that I don't comprehend or see the full picture while on this earth. The world, it is hard. It is a hard place here. And the older I get, the more I desire the future joy promised of heaven. Because one day soon, I'm going to see Jesus and be like him. And one day soon, I'm going to be free from sin and experience full joy. And one day soon, God is going to fully complete that work that he began in me. God wants our eyes on the future joy that he's promised us. These are truths we all know. I am not sharing anything new or profound in this list that I just went through there. But I know for me personally, these are ones that I need to be reminded of daily. So guess what? This is what you get to be reminded of daily from me today. So I'm never alone. I always bring you all with me. So the providence of God, it's my foundation of being secure in any and all of my trying circumstances. I'm continually reminded that God is working all things for my good and his glory. So when I find my heart grumbling and complaining, you know what I'm doing? I'm questioning God's wisdom in his work in my heart and life. My lack of thanksgiving, it shows a prideful heart. It's really saying that I believe I know what is better for me than God does. I heard a story of a young mom who was overwhelmed, and one night she just fell into bed, exhausted, and she started praying to God, and she was complaining about how the children were disobedient, the house was a mess, her husband doesn't seem to care, and her list went on and on. And as she prayed, God's Spirit convicted her heart. Which one do you want me to take away? She was reminded that everything that she was complaining about was precious to her, That moment, in that moment, she immediately began giving thanks to God for everything on her list. Listen, I know I can't control the circumstances of my life, and you can't either, but we can control how we respond to them. God is working. There's purpose in everything. We, I know, ladies, if you're listening here with me today, you saw the title, Giving Thanks in All Things. You desire this just as I do. We desire our hearts to be one of gratitude and thankfulness. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be known as a complainer. I want to be known as a woman who loves and trusts her God, knowing that he is for her and he's working out everything in her life for good. Every year, I try to reread a favorite book called Choosing Gratitude, Your Journey to Joy by Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth. Even if I don't read the whole thing, I'll skim a couple chapters. It's just a, a good book. In one of the chapters, she shares a letter from a Bible teacher named Russell Kelfer. His suggestion with the letter that I'm going to share is to write this particular um, 
this letter out, sign your name at the bottom, and make it a habit to recommit yourself to this challenging pledge regularly. And I'll have this in the show notes for you too. And ladies, actually, if you're on my site, I will remember to do this. And if I forget, tell me. But if you're on my site, I'll make it accessible in my free library. And you can access that, ladies, by clicking the free library tab at the top. And you just um, you just need to kind of plug in your email, and you'll get the password emailed to you, and you'll have access to um, my other downloads there, too. So I'll put this letter in a, a PDF form that you are able to print out and kind of tuck in your Bible and keep handy. So ponder his words here, Russell Kelfer. So having been born into the kingdom of God, I do hereby acknowledge that God's purchase of my life included all the rights and control for all eternity. I do further acknowledge that he has not guaranteed me to be free from pain or to have success or prosperity. He has not guaranteed me perfect health. He has not guaranteed me perfect parents. He has not guaranteed me perfect children. He has not guaranteed me the absence of pressures, trials, misunderstandings, or persecution. What he has promised me is eternal life. What he has promised me is abundant life. What he has promised me is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness, and self-control. He has given me all of himself in exchange for the rights to my life. Therefore, I acknowledge this day the relinquishment of all my rights and expectations and humbly ask him by his grace to replace these with a grateful spirit for whatever in his wisdom he deems to allow from my life. Signed me, signed you. So ladies, may we be women who desire to be known for thankful hearts to God for whatever in his wisdom he deems to allow for our lives. How will we respond? Will we respond naturally or supernaturally? So right now, even before we end, I want to put this into practical um, terms for us here. Think about something in your life right now that you find yourself complaining a lot about and start praying and asking the Lord to turn that complaining heart into one of thankfulness so you can see the blessings and the things that he's working in your life in and through that hard situation. And may we find ourselves rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and giving thanks in everything for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Thankfulness to God. This is from Jerry Bridges. I'm going to end with a quote from him, and then I'm going to throw a couple resources, so hang on for me here. Thankfulness to God is a recognition that God in his goodness and faithfulness has provided for us and cared for us both physically and spiritually. It is a recognition that we are totally dependent upon him, that all we are and have comes from God. Jesus is enough always, my friends. Thank you again so much, ladies, for your time today. You can find the show notes at my home on the web at thankfulhomemaker.com. And again, I'll put that PDF link up there in my free library for my subscribers. If you have a moment and you haven't yet, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen into the podcast. I'm so thankful for all of you, and it continues to help other listeners to find the podcast. So I really appreciate the time you've taken to do that. Thank you so much. So my resource of the week is actually at the blog this time. If you haven't checked it out yet, I have a post on everything Elizabeth Elliot. I'm listing favorite books, where to find videos and audio teachings of hers, where to find recordings, her personal website, her newsletters, the transcripts of her Gateway to Joy show, and how you can listen to her Gateway to Joy radio show 
It's a um, it's simply called Learning from Elizabeth Elliot, a list of resources. I'll link it to the end of this post, but if you just head over to the blog now, you can see it. It's on the homepage still, so you'll find it right there. So check it out when you get a moment. And while you're already at my blog, I'm going to direct you to my post on Thanksgiving since it's coming upon us soon. And there's another post there I'll... Um, I'll I'll link to on planning a Christ-focused Thanksgiving. I'll put that too in the show notes, but the Thanksgiving post is also up on my homepage right now if you're listening to this when it just came out. And you can access the podcast episode I did on Thanksgiving from that post too if you didn't get to listen in or you want to give it a re-listen. And somebody got me a kind of fun idea, and I may do this and throw it in the post, but it may not be by the time you're listening to this, was to kind of put the steps of my Thanksgiving routine into a PDF form so you can kind of print it out as a checklist. So I'm going to ponder through that. If I do that, my friends, I'll throw that up in that free library of resources too so you can have that to access. So that's what I have for you today. And I pray you all have a very blessed week and also a very blessed Thanksgiving. Thanks for being here with me today, ladies. Mm -hmm.